Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Oh my god, guys. Did you hear? Oh my god, guys. Did you hear? Oh my god, Oh my god, guys. Did you hear? What's up, everybody? My name is Jake Workman, and this is Oh My Pod, you guys, a musical theater and pop culture podcast. You guys, uh, there is a lot going on this week that I must update you about. Shamelessly, I'm giving myself a plug on the pod. You guys, this Tuesday, the 29th, I will be performing at Birdland Jazz Club in the lineup hosted by Susie Mosier. And you guys, if you have never seen this cabaret show, Susie Mosier is a cookie crazy lady and she is an absolute comedic genius. She makes up songs on the spot. They're different every single show. And she always assembles an incredible lineup of talent. It's super varied and super exciting, but Susie just elevates it beyond. She's so, so freaking funny. And I'm so excited to get to sing on Tuesday night. So please, if you are in New York City, get your tickets to the line up on the 29th. And you guys, I have another very exciting gig coming up in September at 54 Below. I am singing in a concert version of a new musical called Out by my lovely friend, Jaron Barney. And it's gonna be an entire evening of queer people singing queer songs and telling queer stories. I'm just so excited to be a part of it. The music is absolutely stunning and the stories are so brilliant. They're heartfelt, they're funny, they're just genius. And I'm just so excited for the world to see Jaron's work. So that will be on September 13th at 9.30 at 54 Below. Get your tickets today. And with that, we got to dive right into this week's Broadway World Recap, brought to you by my amazing partners at broadwayworld.com. You guys, first of all, I just have to start this recap by screaming from the rooftops that my incredible, wonderful friend, Mr. Sam Hartley, will be making his Broadway debut in Gutenberg, standing by for Andrew Rannells. Sam was my very first Billy Flynn ever when I did the tour of Chicago, and he's an absolute gem of a human. Hi, Sam. I know you're listening. And I just could not be prouder. I am so over the moon for Sam. And his standby cohort, Mr. Russell J. Daniels, who had a fantastic run as Ruth in Titanic off-Broadway. 
you guys, I'm just so excited to see this show. Andrew Reynolds and Josh Gad, now we know that they are in excellent hands for when they inevitably need a moment off the stage. Sam and Russell will be stepping in seamlessly. I'm so, so excited and just sending all my love and congratulations. Next, you guys, it was just announced that sadly, the Britney Spears musical Once Upon a One More Time is going to play its final Broadway performance in September. I have not personally seen this show, so I cannot form an exact opinion on it. However, it has been met with some scrutiny. You know, reviews are reviews, but I am always sad to see an original show close on Broadway just because I know how long and hard these people work to get there. So congrats to everyone who worked on this show. I'm sure that you will all move on to amazing things in the near future. Next, you guys, we got a sneak peek photo look on the official Broadway World Instagram of Betty Who rehearsing for her role in Town. Betty Who is such a fierce vocalist and she's going to be taking on the role of Persephone and it, I cannot even tell you how excited I am to see it. I just saw the show, but I have to go back and see it again, not only because of Betty Who, but also Celia Pfeiffer, who just took over for Ava Noblezada. So definitely check out those photos on the official Broadway World Instagram. Next, you guys, it was just announced that none other than Shia LaBeouf will be making his stage debut in a new work by playwright David Mamet called Henry Johnson. This announcement has been met with some interesting opinions, some scrutiny, if you will, because Shia LaBeouf has a rather tumultuous reputation and track record when it comes to being on set. And playwright David Mamet has a track record of writing somewhat incendiary works. So I think this is going to be kind of an interesting thing that happens to Broadway. Obviously, I hope that everything goes smoothly for, you know, the safety and well-being of everyone involved. But I think maybe this casting will ruffle a few feathers in an interesting way. So stay tuned to see what comes of that. And lastly, you guys, in an exciting bit of casting news, it was just announced that two new principal cast members will be joining the off-Broadway production of Titanic. One Drew Drogi and one Willem will be joining the show as Ruth and Victor Garber, respectively. You guys, if you know me, if you listen to the pod, you know I love Titanic, but also I love Willem so, so much. Willem was a drag queen who was on RuPaul, who has an incredible track record of performance. She was supposed to do Death Drop off-Broadway, but that's been postponed. She did it in London. She's everything. She's so funny. She has an incredible podcast called Race Chaser with her friend Alaska. And I am so excited to see her do this role and in this show. So congratulations to Drew Drogi and to Willem. I cannot wait to see you both shine in Titanic off-Broadway. And you guys, this has been the Broadway World Recap. Oh my pod, you guys. I am so excited to welcome my next guest to the show. He is an incredible performer who I just so happened to go to school with at the Hart School. Please welcome my dear friend, Mr. Jamal Fields Green. Go Hawks. Go. <laughs> Claws up. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> How are you? I am good. How are you? I am so well. Can you tell me where are you calling from? I am currently calling from Chicago, Illinois. Um, Chicago. 
Chicago. <laughs> I am here with the uh, national tour of MJ. Yes, you uh, are. Yeah, currently on a, it's a Friday. Feels like a Thursday. Um, <laughs> Got to make sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. How long have you been in Chicago? We have been in Chicago for about a month now. For about a month now. It's, it's weird because um, we were, I was just saying yesterday how, uh, especially on the road, how just, I mean, time nowadays feels like it's moving so quickly. Yeah. We're almost done here in Chicago. Um, we have like two weeks left. But um, yeah, we've been here for about a month now. Crazy. Yeah, cool. Well, for the listeners who don't know, Jamal is currently the MJ alternate in the Ooh. national tour of MJ, fresh <laughs> off of his extensive run as the alternate MJ and middle Michael, I believe, uh, in the Broadway company. So you guys, Mr. Fields Green has has made his mark, shall I say, on the MJ brand. But he is now embarking on the national tour. Woo! Yeah, so crazy. So all of you better get your tickets and run to the theater to see him as MJ. Um, please come see us. Please, please come through. But tell me, what was the experience like um, rehearsing for the national tour after you have already done this extensive run? I mean, of course, yeah. I, I am going to make you tell the incredible story of your audition process for this show. But I, of course, yeah. want to know about your current position on the tour. Totally. No, totally, totally. Um... So uh, it, it was, I wouldn't say extensive. It was just busy. It was busy. Uh, double duty. Um, I uh, While finishing out my time with Broadway. So for Broadway, I was actually just a standby um, MJ, standby uh, Middle Michael. They don't have an alternate on Broadway. So I'm actually technically the first alternate <gasps> in the company's history. Which Period. Is, is kind of cool. Kind of cool. Um uh, but, uh, the process for that really was, um, I, I wasn't needed for the first two weeks. Uh, I joined in week three when they were in a uh, studio, uh, new 42 and basically would be there for the entire day from like 10 to about five, six o'clock PM. And immediately after that, we'd go to the theater to Neil Simon and for some nights, uh, would go on <laughs> for either for middle Michael or for MJ. Uh, depending, pick your poison. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, you know, you just pick your poison. Uh, but the rehearsal process really for that was really, for me, honestly, was really just practice, my own practice. Um, you have everyone that's new to the uh, to the company or just new to the show, learning the show, getting into the groove of everything. And for me, it was really just finding, and anyone that knows me would laugh, uh, me just finding time or just finding my space off to the side and practicing in the corner right <laughs> little isms and practicing uh things that really only i can really practice now because i mean i know the show there's like little tiny little changes that we have um that are fun little changes but uh yeah that was really the rehearsal process really for me was really just practicing on my own and jumping in when needed um sure. filling in when needed i mean i feel yeah. like you must just know it like the back of your hand now because not only have you gone on for MJ many times, but also Middle Michael. And so you have like two perspectives of the yeah. show as a whole, which is crazy. But um, would you tell the listeners your <laughs> insane audition story for this show? If you don't know, MJ is like 
a marathon of a show. Like this, Woo. this is like the greatest hits back to back to back with story in between. You guys are huffing it the whole time, but the whole time. But your audition story is so amazing. Please tell tell us what it was like. Totally. Um. So it goes all the way back to 2020. Um, oh, God. Right there. So 2020, uh, I'm just getting back to the city um, from doing Hamilton here in Chicago, funny mm-hmm. enough. Um, and uh, I was in callbacks for Middle Michael. Didn't get it. Um, ended up getting something else. You know how that story goes, the business. Of course. Then flash forward two years later, um, 2022 now. Um, I'm just getting back to the city from doing Choir Boy uh, in Philly. I was doing Choir Boy in Philly. Um, and my friend, we had a mutual friend who was in the cast uh, who got his tickets. And he was just like, and I hadn't seen him in a while. We did Hamilton together and I hadn't seen him since 2020. And he was like, hey, uh, let's go. You want to see uh, MJ? And I was like, why not? I grew up a big Michael Jackson fan. I'm like, I'm hearing things about the show. So I'm like, yeah, let me go see it. You know, it's been a while since I've seen something on Broadway. Um, so we go and see it. Inter- first, uh, first act, I'm blown away, as everyone usually is. And then I remember intermission, I uh, just checked my phone, as I usually do, as us actors do, we check our emails. <laughs> I'm emails during a show for some reason. And I have an email for future replacements for MJ. Uh, so at that, then right then in that moment, I'm like, okay, well, I'm studying now. I'm not just watching. Right. So I'm studying. Uh... It was a work session, uh, not a work session. It was just a general audition to do three sides, three songs. Want to be starting something, Stranger in Moscow, and it was a different song. I can't remember what the third song was. Um, I submitted that. Maybe about a week after that, I hear back, and uh, my agents tell me that um, they want to do a work session. So then we were scheduling a work session because at the time I was doing uh, the workshop for Aida. Um, so we're currently trying to schedule the work session, um, trying to figure out when, because they wanted the entire creative team to be there, which, you know, usually sometimes for work sessions, you know, they have the whole team and sometimes it's just certain members of the team. Sure. But for this one, it's everyone, including producers and everything, which is <laughs> never <right. laughs> um, um, So the work session was finally scheduled. Um, I get there. It was a two-day work session. The first one was with the associates and everyone. Kind of us just getting familiar with the material just to be ready to present it for everyone the next day. Now the next day comes through. First two hours is just dance. We are doing Billie Jean, uh, the Fosse section. Um, is a we call the Fosse Fives. It's basically footwork, Fosse footwork. And then, so it's Billie Jean, the Fosse footwork, and one of the, uh, it's a big section from Smooth Criminal. And we spent the first two hours just drilling that and doing that. Then they had us go. Is me and my and uh, someone else, who funny enough is now uh, Brandon. He's our middle Michael uh, on the tour with us. Incredible. It's all connected. Um, <laughs> so we do that. So then we went one at a time. Um, then in front of the entire team, I did the same sides. I did all the songs and I did all the music. I mean, all the uh, the dancing. And I remember. I'm leaving at the time and just, it, it felt fine. It felt fine, but uh, I wanted it to be a little bit better, especially vocally. Um, and it wasn't uh, <laughs> where I wanted it to be. Isn't that always how it is? As always how it is. You right. know, so I'm like, ah, 
maybe I didn't get it this time, which is fine. Uh, I remember I was going to get hibachi with the same friend who I saw the show with months before. Um, we were getting hibachi, and right as I'm getting ready to walk in, I get a call from my agents, and they're like, hey, uh, they're interested, um, but you're not done yet. <laughs> you're not done yet. <laughs> but they're interested. Um, and the next phase was sending me out to L.A. to go with uh, Rich and Tone Talawega. For those who don't know, they teach basically what we call the MJ syllabus. You do not get to do MJ like without getting through them. Like they like basically like that's like the last that's like the last line of defense. That's the like, test. If we're storming the castle, this is the last <laughs> final boss battle. It's the final boss battle. Um, they've worked with. Diana Ross, they worked with MJ, they knew MJ. Um, uh, they worked with everyone big in the business, So they and they're legends. Um, right. So I go to LA, I was there for a week, four hours a day, and we only did Billie Jean every single day. Um, aside from different workouts and different exercises that they had me do, all MJ-based, just, getting, just learning his vocabulary. It was literally like a boot camp, just yeah. stripping me down and building me back up seeing if I, you know, had the potential and everything. And they saw the potential. I'll never forget. Uh, it's probably, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. My body since has never felt such pain. <laughs> <laughs> such pain. Because you're, you're building new muscles, really. You're just developing new muscles. A hundred percent. And then two weeks after that, uh, I got the call that uh, they were interested for me to be the standby. I uh, took it and... And then the you made your Broadway debut. Broadway debut. Come on. <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, I have just loved ha being your friend for so long. We got to go to school together and I got to see you. We, I feel like we, we got to see each other grow and work so much like throughout our time together at school. And so to, to hear that you were going to make your Broadway debut, but in such an incredible new show was just so thrilling i was like there is not anyone more deserving than fucking jamal to work his ass off and get there and you did it and i got to see you in the show and i i know that it's probably so annoying to like just constantly get compliments on it but like your performance jamal is insane like i can't i have always known your talent and and your work ethic but like you transform into michael jackson it is so wild. <laughs> Thank you. Is Thank it you. exhausting? Yeah, it is actually. It's it's because uh, the the thing is about this is that you know we're not playing a character. We're playing someone that actually lived. Right. So with that, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure, but there also has to be a lot of respect and a lot of focus and a lot of. I mean, with this role, I mean, I'm still to this day, I'm still practicing. I, I was practicing yesterday. Um, I'm probably going to practice. I, I practice at least maybe 25 to 30 minutes a day mm -hmm. um, just to keep things sharp, but also just because he was so detailed and so sharp. But um, yeah, it's exhausting. It's tiring. Like you, you really, uh, I like to say, um, you leave a little bit of uh, a little part of yourself every time you go on that stage. Um, you have no choice. Right. That makes it right. In a healthy way. In a healthy way. <laughs> of course. You know? Well, before you became Broadway's, Jamal Fields Green <laughs> and even before I got to know you at the Hart School what was your connection to the arts and being a performer how how did you enter into this world 
Ah, for me, uh, it all goes back, I guess. My mother, a uh, single mom. Um, I love my mom. I'm a mama's boy through and through. Me um, too. <laughs> you know, uh, we run the world. Um, <laughs> yes. My mom uh, worked at NBC uh, growing up, um, right under the chairman, um, Bob Wright. Uh, she worked there. So uh, being a single mom, she always, and us being from New York and me living in the city, I would go to work with her frequently. So um, she was, with that came uh, some, uh, not pros, uh, some, just some uh, uh, like benefits. Perks. Uh, benefits, yes, uh, 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 with that. Um, and sometimes we would go to movie premieres or just even in the office when um, I would bring my movies and my toys and there would be an office with this big flat screen TV but around me were always billboards of old movies and stuff. So I've always just had a big infatuation for movies. I'm a big movie buff to this day. I'm going to the movies tonight after the show. Um, <laughs> uh, and I just loved singing as a kid. Um, and then it just really started in high school. Um, I, I loved singing as a kid. I did chorus uh, in elementary school because all the girls did chorus. Um, and I was like, this is really <laughs> It's a life hack. Like all the girls are here in chorus. Like, <laughs> and they Ladies love it if you stand since day one. And they love if they find out you can sing. You know, uh, it wasn't always the case. Actually, uh, I was, <laughs> I was a big nerd. But um, <laughs> and in high school, I went through puberty. I lost my voice. So my friends and I were going to make a rap group. Um, true. This is a true story. We we're going to make a rap group, and there was a music theory class. And I was like, well, if we're going to make a rap group, I was like, we have to be different from everyone else and we have to learn how to read music. I was like, if we know how to read music, we can produce our own beats and we'll be different from everybody else. We can make new stuff. And in that class, uh, to this day, we're close, uh, Nadia Rizzo, uh, she saw Seaweed in the gang. Uh, we were we were such hooligans. We fooled around every class that we were in together. We had to be separate all the time. Um, and she was like, you guys should audition for the play. For the musical, we were like, literally like, it was like something out of a movie. We were laughing. We were like, we're not going to do that. Because um, we were all jocks. We, we played football. We, we were all varsity football, varsity basketball. Um, this is my sophomore year. And my friend Matt, to this day I owe him, I always say, he signed us up as a joke. He signed us all up to, to audition as a joke. <laughs> and I ended up getting seaweed. They were doing hairspray that year. I got seaweed. Um, and we all ended up doing it. Had the best time. It was like a high school musical, um, literally. Um, and then the year after that, um, the choreographer for this for that musical, and we did The Wiz the next year, and I was a scarecrow, funny enough. Um, he pulled my mom aside and was just like, he has that it factor. Um, he can do this for the rest of his life if he takes it serious enough. He just needs training. He just needs, he just needs someone to help him. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so he helped me get a coach who was my acting mentor to this day. Um, he helped me get prepared for college auditions. I applied for all the top schools in the country, got into heart, and then just worked my butt off. And then you just worked your ass off. We had the same voice teacher all four voice years. Teacher. Shout yep. out Mark Penner. Uh, <laughs> we're Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> yes. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and then from there, I mean, just work. Just, I mean, you you know my story. Uh, and I know people don't know my story, but just work. Just a lot of practice. A lot of practice. A lot of practice with this person right here too. We we 
did a couple times of just dancing. We would just meet up and just dance for fun. Yes, we did. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, can you help me do this if I help you do that? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were like, hell yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, you also, I mean, it's funny that you, you touched on like starting a rap group and everything in high school because <laughs> you were so dedicated in school, but you also had such a sense of play outside of the world of musical theater. And it's, that's still true because you take your own music very seriously, which I so admire. I think it's so exciting that, you know, you, you can be such a strong musical theater performer and still have um, like skills and interests outside of that, that you hone and, um, and make your, make your own, make use of. Um, Tell me about creating your own music. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Honestly, it's, it's, it's a, it's a 50, 50 thing. I'm not even a 50, 50 thing. It's, it's, you know, cause people know you for one thing, but being an artist, you're passionate about multiple things. I don't know. Uh, creating music. I mean, I just love creating. I was just talking about this earlier. I just, I just love, I just love creating. I, and I don't like waiting for someone to tell me when I can or can't do something. Right. You know, especially when it's, when all we do is create, like where, you know, the instrument starts with us, you know? Um, and I really, um, doing Hamilton out here in Chicago, there were so many people um, in the cast that did their own stuff outside of the show. Mm-hmm. And seeing that, I was like, oh, I want to do more of that. And then we started putting up shows. Uh, ended up performing at Lollapalooza at one point in two, uh, 2019. Um, and doing that kind of just built my own confidence of just cr- to continue pushing that forward of creating uh, for myself. And uh, finding the right people, and then just then once you kind of get into it, you can't stop, and then it becomes a snowball effect. Um, but yeah, I, I love creating. I'm, I'm working on a. Uh, I, I took a break for a little bit, and now I'm actually kind of back into it. I'm working on a plethora of new music that I'm looking to release in a few months. It's just getting it ready now. With like I'm doing visuals and everything. I love doing visuals. Um, working on a, even I do a, a, my short films, my filmmaking. Um, yeah, short. Just got into a second its second uh, indie uh, film festival. Come on! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just and, and both qualify our qualifiers for uh, IMDb pages. So both it has its own IMDb page, but now it has two IMDb credits. Everyone uh, that's part of it now have, can have their own page. So friends, colleagues that worked on it, um, whether they're in the industry or looking to get in, in, into the industry, kind of have a little bit of a jump start working on a new short film that I'm submitting for next year's festival. So I'm just keeping everything going. I'm working on my scripts and everything. I'm looking to, once the strike is over, I'm looking to pitch to a agency so I can get a literary agent and everything like that. But, um, yes, fantastic. And I was going to ask you how the strike has affected your work because luckily, obviously, you know, as a musical theater performer, we're not directly affected by the writer's guild strike and now the SAG AFTRA strike in yeah. solidarity but um that must throw a wrench in your sort of extracurricular activities <laughs> a big wrench it's yeah. a big wrench because i mean a big thing for me really is actually tv and film i actually got into all of this to do t i mean you know I've, I've always been vocal about it um tv and film has always been the focal point for me yeah but my acting coach is so tradi- was is so traditional what and was so traditional in the sense where he was like, if you're going to go to school for theater, even if you do TV and film, if you're going to go to school 
before this, you need to go to school and get the traditional training in theater. In theater. And the thing is that people told me to just do theater because I didn't have the training in dance or singing. But I'm like, but I love singing and dancing. And I knew at some point that I wanted to do my own music and dance when I would perform it. So I took a chance um, and it worked out. But um, yeah, it's, it's been a little bit of a wrench. But um, I mean, for me, it just goes back to creating the, I mean, at the end of the day, create the work that you want to see, create the change you want to see. Totally. And it all starts with yourself. I mean, a lot of the people that I look up to, a lot of people that we look up to are just the people that we watch constantly that have their own companies or that are doing their own stuff. They all started doing it on a lower uh, indie uh, base. Yeah. And that's kind of just what I'm doing. So I'm kind of just doing that right now, just kind of sharpening my pen, sharpening my tools, getting the getting my scripts and everything together for when it, everything's up and running. But for me, at least, it's the music doing my music videos and um, doing my short films and planning for that. That's kind of, um, that's the work that I'm doing. That's kind of keeping me somewhat sane (laughs) Uh, outside of that realm of wanting to do multiple things. But, um, you know, solidarity, hopefully. Yep, period. um, Hopefully we just, hopefully everyone just smartens up and just does what's necessary and the easy thing and we'll get back to Right, the the easy thing, like paying these people. Just pay the people. Come Just on. Pay, them. Bitches. pay the people. Pay it's that people. easy. <laughs> yes. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you touched on it a little bit, but I would love to hear about your experience with TV and film because I do know that, like, since knowing you, that... that has some has been something that you've talked very fondly of um so tell me about what it's like to perform for a live audience as or in a show as huge as mj versus being on set with one camera and a director and one scene partner like that's it's so it must be so different it is. It it it, it, re- it really, really is. And I, and the thing is, I love both. I'm the type of person that's like that will always advocate for any artist or just person to maximize their potential or just what they can do. I, we're not one. We don't just do one thing. We're mm-hmm. capable of doing multiple things. So I love theater and I love TV and film. I love music. I love writing. I love directing. Um, but with that, uh, it's just different. You get you get different you get different uh, I don't know they just they give different things uh, with theater you know you have the immediate uh, 
exciting excitement and everything with the crowd and everything. I mean, you can't trade that live audience, live theater. There's nothing like it. Right. With TV and film, I don't know. There's just something about TV film, like camera magic. That's just so cool. Like when you're in front of a, uh, like you said, it's just a camera uh, set of however many is part of the crew and you're with other people and you have a certain amount of takes. You can keep going, but you don't want to keep going, you know, to waste the film. Um, I don't know. It's just, I guess, apples and oranges, really. Apples and oranges, but <laughs> both both are just, I think, are both gratifying for me as an actor, as a performer. It just depends which palette I'm trying to uh, cleanse or, or, you know, give more attention to at the time. Yeah. But uh, I guess just for TV and film, for me, it's just the medium is, it's more accessible where you could push it out more, whereas theater... You know, we have ways to go, you know, it's, um, you know, whether it's the price of admission or just depending on what theater goers want to see, whereas film and TV, you can kind of branch out and keep going. And theater's like that, but it just depends on what is being produced, I guess, you know. Totally, totally. Well, I have never really tried my hand on, you know, like a TV show or anything like that. I think I would like the opportunity, but I do think that I, it would probably be a culture shock for me because it's just not something that I've done. And, you know, we've had like little, we had little bits of training in like working for the camera and everything um, in school, but you're running with the big dogs, honey. You're doing, (laughs) you're doing the actual TV shows. You would kill. You would kill TV and film. Uh-huh. I'm ready. Nick Workman, 2023, 2024, TV film campaign. Let's get it started. <laughs> I'm so down. Well, I would love to hear about your experience playing John Lawrence and Ooh. Philip Hamilton in There's the. A glass to read on. Yes, <laughs> because you got to play both those roles in the resident company of Hamilton in Chicago. And you did it for quite some time. You fully moved from New York City to (laughs) Chicago, lived your life out there. I had the absolute pleasure of getting to see you in the show in Chicago. And it was, that was the first like huge, like big famous show that I had like a good friend in. And I was like, over the moon. I mean, it was the first time that I had seen Hamilton and I was like, yeah. well, I don't know what's going on because I'm only watching Jamal. <laughs> but you were so good and engaging and um, spoiler alert for those who don't know Hamilton. He dies Uh-oh. twice. 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 <laughs> I was like, not my Jamal. I know. Everyone was like, you died twice, man. Twice. <laughs> but tell me, what, what was it like to be in such a giant show? It was a dream come true. I mean, you know, of all people, I mean, we were in school when Hamilton came out. Right. So, like, the hype of Hamilton was at its, like, the hype of the hype. Um, That's when it came out, and everyone wanted to be in it. Um, And I was getting ready to graduate, and I just remember telling myself at some point, I was just, I remember getting ready to graduate, I was very realistic with myself. I was like, I know what I'm capable of, but I also know that reality is reality. I most likely probably won't book right out of school, which is okay, you know. Mm-hmm. But the but the dream would be to play this role sometime, you know, at some point down the line. Life ended up happening a little quicker. I booked it out of school, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was great, which was a dream come true. I mean, 
Uh, it was it's unfathomable. I mean, I get goosebumps kind of talking about it still. Um, just talking about it now. I mean, it was. I mean, it, it was a dream come true. I mean, I'm in this beautiful city. I I mean, you uh, I had no time. I remember I was doing. I was in the ensemble for Greece at Iverton Playhouse up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It closed on a Sunday. I had to leave. I left that Sunday night and drove home to New York. That Monday we flew out. That Tuesday was my first rehearsal, and I had and I just we just started. And, and I'm in this vibrant city of Chicago for the first. I remember I was a broke college kid, had no money. Now having money, I'm taking care of myself. Right. I have a place of my own. Shout out to my mom. She helped me find my place. Mom's rule the world. <laughs> um, um, paying my own rent. You know everything that I do out here is on me. Right. Which is great, but um, a huge life shift. A huge life shift, but I mean, I mean, you know, and then you're working with some of the best in the industry, you know, it's a great show. It was super fun. Like, I, I was a kid in a candy store. Yeah. I was a kid in a candy store just having the time of my life and playing John Lawrence Phil Hamilton. That role was so much fun. It was, and I mean, it's also kind of mean. So it was, yeah. it was <laughs> except for the dying part, but it was, <laughs> but it was, it, it was just, it was just such a fun role. I've le- I learned so much about myself. I learned so much um about the business mm-hmm. um firsthand just uh getting to do this role uh you know and it it, I, ah, it, it was just it was life-changing it was life-changing it, it definitely opened a lot of doors for me it, it helped me i would say maybe skip a few levels or a few things you know right. quicker right um it, uh, i was able to do tv and film out here because of it Totally. Uh, I, I got into voiceover work because of it. Um, yes, yeah, come on, Doritos. Doritos, Doritos, <laughs> Doritos you know, commercial. It was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, no, it it was. I mean, in playing that role, John Lawrence, Philip Hamilton, so much energy, so much. Uh, there was so much to play with. Um, you know, because you kind of keep the show going in a way. He's the hype man of the show. Mm-hmm. He's the young guy, which I was. I was one of the youngest in the cast at the time, 21, 22. Yeah. Um, and just doing it out here in Chicago and yeah. just doing this jumping out of a show. It, it, it was, um, there was, of course, a lot of pressure. But um, I learned a lot about myself. And I think I think it also told me that um, it, it had ta- that was one of the moments, not the first, but it was one of those moments that taught me, like, if you just really work hard, also, just you got to position yourself properly. But if you really just work hard and keep that tunnel vision, like it's only a matter of time. Hell you know? yeah. It's only a matter of time. Totally. And you did it for quite some time. I mean, I have to wonder, like when they did announce that that resident Chicago company was going to close, were you ready? Were you like, I've done it? Uh, both. Well, actually, 50 50. 50 50. 50 50. Because I could have. I could have very well, I, at the time, I would have been fine staying for one more year mm-hmm. in Chicago or just even another six months. Um, but at the same time, I was ready to go because of how I am too. Like I like to jump from show to show. Um, cause I like to challenge myself. I, I really like to challenge myself. I like to try on different uh, uh, roles, different skin, different challenges and different... Um, atmospheres and environments so I, I it was a bit of 50 50 where i was like it was bittersweet like oh, i don't want to go i'm gonna miss it this is so great but also like 
Yeah, because because at the time, I mean, it was the top of my career, and, and I was I was honestly I was like I've done this, I've conquered Chicago, I've conquered this show respectively, so to speak. I'm ready to go back to New York now and conquer New York and let New York know who the F Jamal Field Green is. <laughs> Period. You know? And I mean, yeah, you, know? you you had so many experiences in Chicago. You met the person who is now your fiance. Congratulations. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Put a ring on it, baby. And you proposed at the CIBC Theater, which yeah. you played Hamilton in, which is like yeah. so special. Yeah, it was magical. It, it was magical. I'm super happy, super thankful. Shout out to CIBC. Shout out to Broadway World in Chicago. Everyone else that um, uh, Leah Volek, uh, our um, producer, our head producer for MJ, uh, everyone that helped me uh, make that possible. Um, yeah, it was awesome. That was truly a moment uh, in time. And yeah, Amber Tierra Jackson, my fiance, uh, we met. She was the bullet. Uh, I, I think I could say this. One of the best bullets, hands down, Period. in Hamilton history. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, uh, uh, and, and, I mean, I'm, I'm always thankful to that show because I have family from that show. Um, a lot of my friends... I mean, a lot of I feel like Vin Diesel from uh, Fast, uh, Fast and Furious. Like I don't have, I got film. I got film. But a lot of people from that show are actually like my family to this day, and we're all scattered doing other shows now and stuff. But yeah, that show is special. That that show it um it connected me with a lot of beautiful people and a lot of beautiful life experiences and just a lot of beautiful memories. One of the best moments of my life so far. Oh, amazing. <laughs> That's so sweet. And. I must say, I think it is really incredible and I'm sure that you feel so fortunate that these shows that you have worked on, MJ, Hamilton, you got to do Choir Boys, these are all shows that so beautifully celebrate black people, black performers, people of color. And I would love to know just sort of I guess if you can put it in a nutshell, how important it is for your personal experience in doing shows to feel safe and celebrated in your blackness. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, it's it's super important. It's it's super dope because I'll I'll start off with this. Like, I mean, you you know, like many collegiate programs and stuff. I mean, we have about three, four uh, black artists yep a class mm-hmm. maybe even the entire if program that, all right. four years with that you know mm-hmm. um especially you know and especially at our time and heart you know you could count them all at least on one hand maybe two right but definitely after after the 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 older classes ahead of us it was you know but and and with that the work that's usually available with that it's usually far, uh, far and near. Um, you know, you take what you can. You, uh, you know, I, I always took what I could because um, you have to grind. You know, you have to just grind it out and play the game, as I like to say, because um, it is a game. It's a big game. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I've been very fortunate as of late. And actually, the, the craziest thing, Jake, is that you saying that, actually, like, I've always been aware, but I've never been so aware. Like, you saying that, I'm like, huh. Like, the last few shows that I've done, like, actually have – it, it's 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 really beautiful. It's, it's 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 beautiful. Um, and and I will say like for me at least with these last three sh- these last few shows that I've done, even like with MJ, um, being in spaces 
with uh, just a lot of uh, black artists and black faces. It's you can't trade that. It's it's something that a lot um, that we don't we always talk about in these spaces, but we don't take for granted because you don't get that all the time. Um, there's a certain type of weight that is just lifted when you're in these rooms because we're always ourselves, but we can really be ourselves and just, you don't always have to explain things, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Even things that go on in the industry and stuff. But for me, it's, it's super important to, for that, uh, to be seen and to felt, to, to feel seen, but it's also important for me. It's important to me to have been and be a part of these shows because they give a uh, an outlook on what the industry could be in terms of inclusion because this is only like maybe just a tiny speck yep. of inclusion because we can even we can broaden that out to uh, multiple communities Absolutely. not just the community but just every uh, other community that that require more attention but also more representation. Um, it's dope. It's dope. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think that's the best way to put it. To put it, it's, <laughs> it's dope. It's it's awesome, but it's also it's inspiring, impactful, but also pushing. Uh, th- that's the best word. I'm I'm gonna come up with all the best words once we get off of this. Yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, it, it pushes me to it pushes me or pushes one to want to make space for more. Absolutely. I I well, think you know. Yeah, I totally see where it's like. Yes, we we have reached this incredible new place of diversity and inclusion, equitable casting, all of that. And just because we have opened the door doesn't mean that it's going to stay open unless we push it open. And I, I'm just so excited to see so many of my friends who are people of color get to shine in shows that are not just about the black struggle or like commenting on the fact that it's that there are black actors on stage. It's just, you were the best for the job and (laughs) you're going to tell this story. I just love it. And I, something that I've learned um, through doing shows and also um, working in the wig department at SNL was specifically working with black hair. And I think Mm. that's just one tiny element of like the, theater industry as a whole um where you you start to see the the holes in it you start to see the cracks in the plaster a little bit of like uh oh yeah oh this person doesn't know how to work with black hair like how how is this person gonna wig someone or time and time again treat the amount of stories like that i mean i've even dealt with stories like that in theater and uh film Right. The amount of folks. And it's just like, it's, it's just a high roll and just a looking around like, a, uh, uh, yeah. Right. But it's like these things, which I guess you could term as microaggressions, honestly, like racism is these things are so preventable. If we would just, if we would just teach each other, if we would just talk about yeah. things more and be like, no, no, yeah. this is what it is. So yeah. learn it and do it so that, Everyone in this cast feels safe and included in something as simple as having their wig put on. Bing, bang, boom. Because then it's like, why am I here? 
Right. <laughs> like, what, what am I doing here? <laughs> What's the point of this? Exactly. But I'm so glad that you have had great experiences in, in both Hamilton and now obviously MJ. And I'm so excited that the entire country will now get to experience your performance yeah. as MJ. I myself twice, will be twice coming a week. twice a oh, week, baby. Twice a week. Twice a week. I'm on twice a week. I have guaranteed dates. And then twice a week. when you're not doing those two performances, are you also sort of like on standby in case they need you to go on? Yeah, I believe, I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I believe I'm probably like the first line of defense. Uh, gotcha. Uh, if they need, um, which I have been, I, I, um, which I have been only once so far. But um, yeah, so when I'm not on, I'm usually just, you know me, I keep the work going. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on my scripts, working on something. <laughs> working on something, keep myself busy. <laughs> well, I do have a segment where I ask a series of musical theater rapid fire questions, which Uh-oh. I will be asking you but first before i do that i do just want to ask you one last question about mj which is mm-hmm. about sharing a role because it's not mm-hmm. as common as we would think there aren't necessarily like alternates or understudies for every huge role like this and i think it's really cool that i mean you guys are so open about it both like on social media and just like mm-hmm. in actual life that you know, you guys are sharing this role. It's not, it's not like there's the lead and then like, wah, wah, there's the understudy or something, you know, (laughs) like you guys are equally doing this crazy role. What is it like to sort of, I would imagine have almost like a brotherhood of MJs. It's awesome. Honestly, it's awesome. Um, You know, we, we also little thing. We, we also, a lot of us are on a regiment of uh, training and stuff. Mm. Uh, Myself specifically, because when I first joined, I was really muscular, and MJ just wasn't buff. He just wasn't a, a muscle guy. Right. Um, so we all have a, we all have a kind of like a bonding of like trauma, kind of when it comes to the training and even the training with the brothers, because um, we all understand the work that it takes to put this show up, mm-hmm. to put to do this role, um, the amount of respect that it. Um, what's cool is that. Even um, us on the tour, but even the MJs on the broad, on Broadway as well. Every single one, from Miles all the way to me, um, we all do it differently. Yeah. Every iteration is it's 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 our own iteration. It's like us. It's like our own respectful interpretation of MJ. Um, but what's really cool about it is just that I mean it's it's just and it's I think it's how this business should be. There's room for talent in the room. Oh, a hundred percent. My talent doesn't take away from your talent. Your talent doesn't take away from my talent. I do some things differently than you do. You do some things differently than I do. But at the end of the day, you're going to put up a show and I'm going to put up a show. People (laughs) may have some favorites. They might lean towards this one or lean towards this one. But at the end of the day, they're going to get a show. But it doesn't deter from the work or the integrity of our artistic integrity. And it shouldn't. Hell yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know? I love to hear that. I love that. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's so true. And it doesn't need to be that way. It, it, it doesn't. It should be I, and I love competition. I love competition. <laughs> I love a dance call. I love a good, like, like healthy, in a healthy way. Like, I love some competition. <laughs> you but, love a dance call. Oh, my God. I, love- I can't believe I got <laughs> this far into the podcast without even telling this story. It's my claim to fame, everyone. I can confidently say that one time I did share a bed with Jamal Fields Green and I will never let him live it down ever because we auditioned. Very true. Very true. We flew all the way to Missouri with Queen Leslie Blake Walker 
and Chantel Van Terp, and we mm-hmm. auditioned for the Muni together. We shared yep. a bed, and I'll never forget the video of you in a trench coat and a hat, looking like an ensemble member of Rent doing a looking, ballet bar. Looking like I'm in my fifth callback for Collins. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you do. You love a dance call. I do. I, I do now. They used to stress me out so much when I was auditioning for school, when I was getting used to everything, because dancing was was the my weakest thing. And I, I worked my butt off to make sure that it is on par with everything else. Mm-hmm. I would still say, like, in terms of everything, you know, but... I mean, yeah. my God, it's just wild to see. It's It's truly wild to see where you came from and what you are capable of doing with your body now. It's, it's just insane. It's crazy. It's, we've come a long way. But I'm come so proud way. of you. And you have truly you deserve it all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. But, okay, the time has come. For me to ask you a series Ooh. of musical theater rapid fire questions. Are you ready, Jamal? No, but I'm. I'm. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not trivia. It's not trivia. These are your. These okay. are personal questions. Okay. Um, cool. Sondheim or Andrew Lloyd Webber? Sondheim. Sweatpants or jeans? Sweatpants. Do you have a favorite musical? Ah, oh, just. Top, just top of my head right now, I'm going to say Sweeney Todd. Oh, work. I did not expect yeah. that one. Do you yeah. have a least favorite musical? Ooh. Uh. It's okay. You can say. Nobody's listening to this except everyone. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. I'm just going to say uh, Music Man. Uh. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> would you ever like to do a Broadway play? Yes, I actually really want to do a Broadway play one day. Love that. I would love to see you in it. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Definitely a night owl. I hate mornings. Me too. Um, <laughs> can you think of the craziest thing a director has ever asked you to do? <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, basically like a menstrual thing. Um, no, not that. <laughs> Summer stock. It was summer stock, and it was menstrual. And I remember they compared what I had to do. They compared it. They were like, "Do you know what you're embodying?" They were like, and they were like, basically, uh, Aunt Jemima. Yeah. Oh never that. dear, dear, yeah. dear. Never forget that. Not that <laughs> summer yeah. stock. Yeah. Um, golden age or contemporary? Contemporary all the way. Do you have a favorite role that you have ever played? Michael Jackson. <laughs> 
<laughs> he said with such disdain. <clears throat> Michael Jackson. Um, coffee or tea? Tea. Ooh, before, after, during, all of it? All of it, but especially um, after. after. Especially after. After the show. Love it. After the show. Um, what about the hardest show you've ever done? MJ, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the favorite costume that you have ever worn? Ooh, it's a tie. <laughs> the yeah, because the costumes, the costumes in Hamilton are great, but these MJ costumes that I have playing MJ, they're uh, they're custom mm. uh, between the bad jacket. That's the picture that everyone loves of me off yes the bad jacket because it's real leather i love the bad jacket and it's between the bad jacket the the, fi- the finale um the finale costume and the opening costume uh with the uh just the embroidered uh jackets beautiful mm. so fashionable so hot and yes. a wig and a hat you look so good uh, makeup everything yeah I, I, yeah yeah mj what is your <laughs> favorite number to perform from that show smooth criminal that was so fast. The, the entire, the entire, I mean, because Billie Jean going to Smooth Criminal, we're on stage for 10 minutes, basically. But the entirety of Smooth Criminal with the uh, the dance inspiration. So from the dance off with uh, the Nicholas Brothers into Fred Astaire into um, Fosse going into Smooth. Because you get all of, you get the tap, jazz, ballet into the street dance. I love it. Mm. I love it. I love it, too. I love it. <laughs> Who is the silliest cast member in the show? Me. <laughs> definitely me. Why that, am I yeah. not surprised? <laughs> it's definitely me. <laughs> I'm a I can't help it. <laughs> Have you ever missed an entrance? Yes. <laughs> oh. I, missed, I missed the one in my last show, actually. <laughs> what? The audience... No, though. It was, it was, I was just supposed to walk out and be out on stage while something was going on during the stage, um, um, in the middle of the stage. And we had a vacation swing come through and it was our first time doing the show together, even though we shared a room together. And I hadn't seen him in a few days since he had gotten here. And I saw him backstage after we just performed the first number together. So we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And then I was like, yeah, I was like, how's it going? (laughs) Walk on stage. No one would have been able to tell. I knew. I was like, I miss my intro. One second. Um, (laughs) Do you have any pre-show rituals? Yes. Um, Warming up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) uh, I I like to play music from the time, from those days, from the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, I'll play some James Brown, kind of warm my feet up. I'll start warming up in in my dressing room. Um, I play MJ videos. I'll watch video footage of him just to start getting into the groove of everything. Um, yeah. That's, wow. yeah. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. And my last yeah. question for you is, what is one thing you would tell younger Jamal? Mm. I'm just teared up for a second. You're just saying that. Like, <laughs> I'm a simp. <laughs> um, <laughs> keep, uh, keep going, man. Keep going. Be a little bit more confident in yourself. Um, trust yourself. Uh, you got this. Just keep 
yeah, just keep going. Keep going. Just keep. You'll be there. Just keep going. Yes. Yeah. And look yeah. where it is now. <laughs> well, Jamal, thank you so, so much for being on the pod. I just adore you. And I'm so, so proud of thank everything you. that you have achieved. Can you tell the listeners where uh, they can find you on socials so they can keep up? Yes. So on Instagram, I am J underscore Hassan 22. That is J underscore H-A-S-A-N 22. Or you can just look up Jamal Fields Green. It'll pop up. On my music, <laughs> I go by J Hassan. Hassan is my middle name, J for Jamal. So it's still my name. Twitter, uh, Molly22, but I'm not going to tell you. Y'all just going to have to find that one because I <laughs> I want. Um, Instagram, you'll, if you find my Instagram, you'll be able to find everything else. Uh, Jamal Fields Green, I have my own website. Period. Have at it. Jay Hassan's my music. Uh, Jake, I just want to say, too, I am very proud of you. This podcast is amazing. Seeing it grow and oh. seeing you grow. You're making your debut, your Broadway debut. You're doing shows. You're on SNL. You're on the podcast. You're everywhere. I love it. I'm proud of you. Oh, my God. You are so sweet. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I can't wait to see you in the show. I'll see you soon. I'll see you in a few months. Yes. (laughs) You guys, that's it for another episode of Oh My Pod, you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you listen to the pod. And you can follow the show on Instagram at OhMyPod, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Talk soon. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.